I'm sure it's not hard for you to believe that one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. About a year ago, I signed up for the Lifetime All Languages Learning Account with Babbel because I'm just that enthusiastic to learn. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed to help you start immersing yourself in a new language ASAP. They also have these cool virtual, very intimate classes that you can drop into and you can interact with other students as well as learn hands-on from a teacher. Babbel's tips and tools are accessible and they are approachable. So if you're really serious about learning that new language, here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Okay, right now you get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash SPQ. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPQ spelled B-A-B-B. El.com/spq. Rules and restrictions may apply. During the switch, pivot, or quit chat, we talk to women that have successfully navigated through some of the plot twist years of life and are eager to share their stories and what they've learned in the hopes of inspiring, teaching, or making even the slightest impact by candidly owning their truth. Hey girl, hey, and thanks for dropping in to the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. Candid convo for the girl needing a lifestyle plot twist when she's deciding if it's time to switch, pivot, or quit. I'm Ayana Angel, and I'm your host, as well as chief encourager and author. And there's a reason that I created and host this podcast. It's for you. I was in your shoes. And for those who don't know, I want to give you a little background as to how we got here and why we're here. In short, I'm a former sports entertainment publicist turned traditionally published author and now your podcast host. When I worked at the NBA, I had a front row seat to all things spectacular and entertainment. I managed everything from red carpets to work in the playoffs. But somewhere in between, I started to wonder what was next. After doing some serious personal development work and eventually quitting, I was determined to get my first manuscript published. With no prior publishing experience, within four months, I had a deal in hand with Simon & Schuster to publish my debut book. After making a split decision, I drug all of my belongings down the stoop of my building in Harlem for a stoop sale to help finance a one-way ticket to London. Exactly 11 months later, my first book was published, Preseason Loved. It was released nationwide, and I had the experience of a lifetime living in hostels in London, rooming with complete strangers in shady council housing flats, getting lost among the canals of Venice, and trying to avoid capture by the Royal Palace Guards in Morocco. That was the start of my journey to a drastically different life, my own switch, pivot, or quit. I hope this show serves as encouragement and inspiration for you, showing what you can do when you block out the demands of who others think you should be and go for what truly feels good to you. On today's show, we're chatting with Tony Robinson, a former revenue equipment maintainer with the New York City Transit Authority, who turned her skill in tech into an entrepreneurial endeavor as the founder of Stilettos and Screwdrivers, a mobile electronic repair company. Tony is also a passionate public speaker who shares her energizing messages of climbing the corporate ladder in a male-dominated industry while cultivating her side hustle and eventually launching her own business. 
T. Robinson Enterprises. One of her major intentions in business is to excel at being a woman in tech without compromising her femininity. Learning how to master the work-life balance concept and really finding a way to seamlessly marry work with her personal lifestyle propelled Tony to collaborate with other mompreneurs in publishing two books, not one, but two books. The first being She Conquered and the second being Mom in Chief, creating a healthy work-life balance. Today, we're going to be chatting with Tony and she is going to get candid with us about what her journey has been like thus far. Stay tuned and make sure you listen in closely. So welcome to the show, Tony. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Very excited to chat and get into this. And let's just get started with, um, I know you know and have the understanding that we talk to people that have had their own switch, pivot, or quit experiences. So I'd love for you to get us started with telling us a bit about your own story with having a switch, pivot, or quit. Yes. Well, it happened gradually for me um, with having two children and having such a busy career. There was a moment uh, where I definitely felt that something needed to happen. Mm. I was stagnant. Uh, even though the job paid well, I still felt like I needed to do something else. Uh, not only that, the company that I was working for, you know, being a technician is predominantly male and they do not make any exceptions for females. So it was a lot of not only myself with my family, but also the atmosphere and the vibe and the, the office politics that made me decide Tony, you have to do something. You have to decide whether or not you're going to stay or you are going to actually move in a different direction. And although I was doing pretty well, it seems as if I was in one spot. Like the promotions that I thought that I was going to get, you know, they weren't coming. And it, at one point, I, I, I analyzed myself and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I have to do more. I have to uh, study more, whatever it was that I had to do. I did all of that, but I tend to notice that there was a lot of allegiances and the office politics was reigning supreme in, in there. And so right. I'm like, you know what? No, it's not me. It's not me. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to make my own moves. And at that point in time, that's when I decided I wanted to open up my own business. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. So in looking back on just the experiences that you had working with uh, the New York City Transit Authority and whatnot, do you feel like there's anything that you learned from that experience that you've been able to transfer and use in the work that you do now with your own business? Oh, definitely. Absolutely everything. Um, when you work in a corporate atmosphere, you you learn skills that you can definitely apply in your business. Uh, being that I was doing the same line of work as repairs, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of what my techniques were as far as how I troubleshooted, um, how the inventory would look like in my own business. I took a lot of those um, things that I learned on the job and implemented it into my business as well. 
So what do you think would have been useful to know before you embarked on your current career path and starting your own business? Well, business ownership is is something that you do not know anything about until you're in it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Right. So um, I think that knowing how to handle everything and and balance it out, I wish I, I would have known because when you first start, you don't have an idea. You, you have your business plan, you know what you want to do, but when it comes to juggling, especially when you have a family, juggling everything, trying to be the mom, trying to do your admin work and trying to do the work itself, like i definitely felt overwhelmed in the beginning because I had no clue that was a part of it because mm. when you have a job, you know, that's HR's, you know, issue. You don't have to deal with reconciling your books and, right. and dealing with um, just all of what entails other than the work. So that's something I wish that I would have known. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when did you, where do you feel like, or do you feel like you found clarity in your big goals and like your big dreams? And if you have found that, what did that revelation or like that time period look like for you when you were like, okay, this is it. This is my big dream. I've now realized it. Now I'm going toward it. Well, when I first started um, my business, it basically was just to replace revenue. Like I really didn't think anything else would come out of it. I'm, I'm being totally honest. Like right. I wanted to make sure that, you know, financially I'm, I'm good. But when I started to embark on this journey and really show that you can be feminine and do repairs, you can be handy, like that started to ignite something in me. And when I started to get the response from the people, like, you know, I'm so happy that you're representing so well, that changed everything because I definitely noticed that there's an underrepresentation of women in tech. And I'm like, you know what? I'm taking that baton and I'm going to go. So it mm-hmm. changed because I started to learn how to maneuver and how to do certain things that I wasn't seeing, you know, women in tech. You have a lot of different industries within that big women in tech field. But as far right. as hands on, as far as doing, you know, manual labor, I really didn't see, you know, this funky fab type female (laughs) representing. So I'm like, I'm filling a void and I'm going to pull everybody that is under the rock saying, where, where's my representation? I'm going to pull them up and I'm going to say, we're going to do this and we're going to represent women in tech who are fierce and who does, you know, don't have to uh, take away any of their femininity. And I like that you um, incorporate that now into your business and just how you sort of present, because that's one of the main things that attracted me to you when I first found out about your business. I was like, oh, look at this. She has a mobile unit and she's girly. You know what I mean? She's not like and then obviously meeting you in person, everything. I was like, oh, she's fly. Makeup (laughs) done. Eyebrows, cute hair popping, you know, outfits, cute, all of that. So it was like, okay, she's a full package. And like you said, you're representing a space in the industry that um, probably 
is not normally thought of when people think of tech repairs, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I love it. It's, it's dope and keep doing what you're doing for sure. So, <laughs> so, but change in fear, like when you had to kind of like walk away and, and make this decision for yourself, that kind of like fear of changes, it really hinders a lot of people and it really actually stops them from going after what they truly want. Can you think back to a time where you had to make a difficult decision and walk us through like how you navigated that? And, and it might be your decision to, to leave the position, but like, what did you, what kinds of things did you take yourself through to where you can come to that final decision? Did you do any type of exercises? Did you take any classes? What did that sort of look like for you? If that was your difficult decision time, it could be something else. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that. I think that was a, a, a difficult de- decision, but I don't think that was my most difficult decision. Um, mm. As far as uh, I would say switching into the business, um, trying to learn everything that I can. I did take um, a lot of classes. I joined a lot of groups because I did not know anything about, you know, any type of ownership. And it was difficult to actually tell my husband, this is what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, it, it, when you are building, uh, with someone and you've become one, uh, we've already embarked on the life that we had, you know, and we already set our goals with what we had. So something like business ownership to everyone, it's not what we see it as. We, we have, I definitely see myself as coloring outside of the lines. You know, I'm, I basically feel like I, how can I put it? A risk taker, basically. Like, yeah. you're okay with taking risks and a lot of people aren't like that. Right. And um, that was one big thing to actually, I had to somewhat prove it and show him, like, this is what we're doing. Because, you're making decisions as one and something like that uh, can cause somewhat of a division Mm -hmm. because to me, I see it clear as day. I know what the goal is and I'm okay with taking those steps. But as far as a male's perspective, they want to secure their family. So any insecurity is a little bit wary, but I did not stop. You know, I basically continued on the path and when everything started to flourish, the the work, it, it spoke for itself. And that's something that I will tell anyone. You might not be in a relationship. You might have others who are not on the same wavelength as you. It's not that they're giving you bad advice or they're telling you not to do it. They just don't understand. So what you have to do is keep pursuing what you're doing. Even if you're scared, I'm scared to this day. I'm always scared. Right, right. (laughs) When I'm implementing something or if I'm making a decision, but what I did was I had to show and prove and it helped me because now I don't mind someone telling me no, Mm. because I had someone close to me not doubt me, but was unsure of the path that I was going. So I basically built that case and I, I got a, a hard exterior to anything that could be negative or deter me where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So in, in that regard, I built somewhat of a stamina to revamp when things aren't 
work in the way that I would like to, to, to make it with positive results. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was one thing that was very um, difficult for me, but overcome it. Right. Right. You know, you make me think of when you say that, what type of personal character traits it takes to be, um, in your position and do the kind of work that you do and to have achieved some of the things that you've achieved, what do you think that it is about your personal, some of your personal character traits that have gotten you this far? I'm definitely, um, I'm a a, a problem solver and I I, I attribute that a lot to the work that I do because Mm -hmm. as a technician, you're always troubleshooting. So as if I troubleshoot my life as well. So <laughs> it's like, I, if something doesn't work, it, it, that's how you think. It's like a block diagram. It's like, yes, no, then proceed. If no, this is the other thing that you have to do. So I basically, I don't think that I can't do anything. I It might take some time or it might take a different strategy, but that in itself, uh, I would say that's a character characteristic of mine that I believe helped me is to not, uh, to be resilient and to not stop when I have obstacles in front of me. I'm sure it's not hard for you to believe that one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. About a year ago, I signed up for the Lifetime All Languages Learning Account with Babbel because I'm just that enthusiastic to learn. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed to help you start immersing yourself in a new language ASAP. They also have these cool virtual, very intimate classes that you can drop into and you can interact with other students as well as learn hands-on from a teacher. Babbel's tips and tools are accessible and they are approachable. So if you're really serious about learning that new language, here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Okay, right now you get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash SPQ. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPQ spelled B-A-B-B. El.com slash SPQ. Rules and restrictions may apply. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So what are your thoughts on decisiveness with relation to success? Because you hear, and, and whatever success means, we know that there's all these different variations of what someone would deem success. Um, but I know for myself, I realized that if you sort of don't really know where where you want to go, what you want, and you're sort of unclear about things, it makes the road a bit harder. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to find out what are your thoughts on decisiveness with relation to success or achieving goals, maybe even. Well, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, it, it When you don't have a, a vision of something that you want, um, mm-hmm. it, it definitely can have an effect on the end goal. So you have to honestly do some self-evaluations like what what do you want and what's my motive? What is the motive behind it? Like because you got to be honest with yourself because if your motive is because you see someone else doing it, that's not going to be success to you. Right. So what you have to do, you have to really really think down to your motive. Your motive as to what you want to do 
And then the success will come because you can always think back to this is why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that your path becomes clearer at that point and you can stay focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Very, very true. What's been the, the most useful piece of advice uh, that you've received in your career thus far? It could be, you know, in your time where you were working a nine to five or, you know, since then, but just something that may be stuck with you. Do not make decisions when you are emotional. Hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and I took that to heart because I find I make bad decisions when I'm not focused and when I'm not thinking reasonably mm-hmm. in, in a logical way. So sometimes when you are in a position where you have to make a decision, sometimes you can't make that decision at that point. You have to have clarity and you have to step away and take time to actually uh, make a decision on something. So emotions to the side. Right, right. That's very true. Very true. Um, that's something that I think a, a lot of us need to be more <laughs> mindful of. Because you, it's so easy to get emotional. Oh, like, yes. we all do oh, it, you know? But but you need, also, it's good if you have that person around you, too, that could, like, reel you in a bit, like, wait, hold mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Are we making this decision out of being emotional or is right. this fact, you know? Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. That's a key, that's a key deciding uh, factor right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so let's shift over a little bit more to, let's say, the personal side, even though this is all you, it's all personal, but you right. know. Right. <laughs> What's one thing that you know, and I'm asking you this because I know that you have lived life. Um, you've had a lot of experiences. You're a mother, you're a wife. And I know that there's a lot of people listening who either are in a similar situation. They're married with children and trying to navigate their careers and their lives, or they're aspiring to be married with children. So I want to find out from you, what's one of the the things that you've learned that's helped you to adult better, to navigate your way in this life in a more maybe approachable way. One of those, cause like we always hear adulting is so hard, but you know, you do want to try and pick up skills and tools and things to help you navigate adulting because it's not going anywhere. Right. So can you share anything with us that's help you, helped you sort of navigate it better? Uh, prayer. <laughs> huh. I, pray. I yeah. pray a lot. I pray a lot. Um, just, um, I would say if you are the type, if you're a reader, mm. um, you need to continue to to do that. Um, I feel that what has helped me is to get valuable uh, wisdom, uh, and I'm 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 an avid Bible reader, and mm-hmm. maybe everyone isn't, but you have to find what your Zen is because it will give you clarity. It will give you wisdom to allow you to make uh, wiser choices. Um, And by me taking things into a matter of prayer, I'm able to uh, calm myself, you know, at times because I'm an overthinker, you know, and (laughs) (laughs) I'm always in my head. Right. You know, when you have a lot on your plate, Sometimes if it may feel overwhelming. So that's one thing that helps me stay focused. And also 
being very uh, flexible um, because when you are a mother, when you are a, a wife, or even if you just have a lot on your plate, you have to learn how to designate time and be and, and give enough time in appropriate areas. And that's something that I haven't gotten down pat, but I'm very flexible when it comes to certain things because I'm an early riser and I try to designate the appropriate time and places. If I have to sit down and have my meditation, um, I give my children explicit, you know, uh, attention. I give my husband the attention that he needs. So being able to, I guess, have that prayer, it, it helps me to guide myself in, in those areas. Like, okay, you need to focus, you know, pay attention to everyone and everything somewhat falls into place for me. Like, mm. I don't know if that will be everyone's experience, but, um, prayer, prayer helps with that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all you can share is what your experience has been. And maybe for somebody who hasn't leaned on religion and prayer and or even something um, like meditation, maybe this will give them a new idea, a new thing to try. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you encounter those challenging days that make you sort of like struggle to keep your head up and, and, you know, keep moving forward with everything that you have on your plate. What are some of the things that you do to sort of keep yourself going, keep yourself encouraged and energized and whatnot? Um, I have to unplug being a techie. You're always (laughs) on, you're always on some type of gadget. You're always dibbling, dabbling in something. I feel so great when I can just turn my phone off and like ride my bike in the park. Mm. Um, we, we fish, we fish, um, a lot. So being by water, like going and, and being in tune with nature helps me a great deal. Yeah. Taking a walk, like it really helps me center myself. So I have to unplug and get away from everything. No answering the phone, no emails, (laughs) you know, and, and just be with myself or be with, you know, the people that I love. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have um, any kind of personal care routine or anything that you or maybe personal care indulgences like massages or getting your nails done or anything like that that you sort of do for you? Yes, I need massages. Uh, That's something (laughs) that I need. (laughs) I need massages, but I've decided to make sure that I'm treating my body as my temple. That's something that has helped me so much. Like um, I make sure that I drink my water. Mm -hmm. I make sure that, you know, at one point I wasn't getting enough rest because I felt I had to do everything. I shut down like, nope, Mm -hmm. I I have to get some sleep because what work can you really accomplish if you're tired and stressed out? So I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to take care of myself. You know, I'm eating more vegetables walking more, just taking care of my body. If I need a facial, you know, buying some, some candles that smell good, whatever it is, I want to make sure that I do something for myself. Right. I love that. Yeah. If you had a girlfriend that called you and she was like, girl, I am so over this job. I'm not feeling fulfilled by the work. And like, I really, really need a change. What advice would you offer to her to encourage her to go after what it might be that she really wants? 
Okay, so I'll tell her, do not make any rash decisions. <laughs> exactly. Don't go in that office and be like, and you know what? No. Today <laughs> is my last Right, day. right. Think it through because before I started um, with this journey, I had a plan and I even uh, had a time where if it didn't work out, I had a plan B as well. So mm. you really have to sit down and plan what that exit plan is going to look like for you and how long is it going to take? What money do you need to save? What do you need to learn? Like you really have to think it through. Do not make any decisions when you're emotional. Like I said Mm -hmm. before, you just really have to map it out what it looks like for you and Mm -hmm. do it, do it. Yeah. Yeah. So have you, um, made any missteps thinking speaking about that like uh any rash things maybe oh, yes. you later realize like actually it was a good learning lesson though maybe in the moment it didn't feel like it <laughs> but later you were like okay I learned something from this have you had any of those moments there there's been times when I would say financially I made some rash decisions. Um, And I think, you know, it was a lot of times when I was sitting down and I'm like, well, how did I get here? (laughs) Like, (laughs) what happened? And I think it's also um, not being humble enough Mm -hmm. sometimes because Mm -hmm. when I was in corporate, you know, I must say I had excellent credit, you know, the money was there, but it's different when you are an entrepreneur. And I was making financial decisions before I really was planning it out properly. Mm-hmm. And when you are an entrepreneur, you have to be very strategic with your finances. And that was something that, you know, it was like, oops, my bad. But I learned from that, like, okay, you cannot do that. You know, you are in a different space and you have to realize that it is a lot of reality checks, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, making decisions financially. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you had to describe sort of like your world, your, the present state or space that you're in right now in one word, how would you describe it? I would say evolving Mm -hmm. because I thought I I had no idea on the path that I would be on. Like I knew what I wanted, but it turned into something so different and so beautiful and it exposed me so much. It made me bare and I love it before I was scared before, you know, I think that being, an entrepreneur, it exposes your insecurities and your bad habits. Mm. And you have to either face it or you cannot go on that journey because those things will stifle your growth. Right. Right. And that's something, you know, that evolving is, I would definitely say the state that I'm, I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right about that. And I don't think I really realized the evolution and what was happening until maybe like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're in this space, whether you're, you know, set out to be an entrepreneur or whether you are 
being a freelancer, whatever it is, this area of uncertainty and stuff, it makes you go inward a lot and have to have a lot of self-reflection, have to spend time with yourself, ask certain questions, because sometimes it's not always about the go, 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 go. Like you're hitting the mark. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to take a step. You're forced to take a step back and evaluate things. So I think that anybody who wants to get to know themselves embark on a freelance or entrepreneurial journey because <laughs> yeah. you have no choice. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I, I think that that's something that you don't realize when you're getting into right. entrepreneur or freelancing, that's what you're going to be dealing with. You don't realize that it's so much of learning about yourself right other than just this journey of I want to do my own thing it's it's Mm -hmm. definitely an eye-opener yeah because there's certain things like you said you have an HR department for this a legal department for that finance department for this or that there are certain things that you might learn about yourself where you realize actually I'm not built for XYZ so if I'm going to continue this journey I need to hire this out and have somebody Mm -hmm. else execute this for me. So you learn a lot about yourself. Now I want to find out from you, what does success mean or look like for you? I'm curious about that because like I said earlier, it looks different, means different things, but since you're in this space of evolution, what does it mean or look like for you right now? Uh, For me, it is freedom. Mm. Freedom. um, I definitely didn't put a dollar amount on the freedom that I wanted. I want to maneuver the way I want. I want to be able to pick my children up from school, see their facial expressions on what type of day they had. I want it to be where they're making honor roll and I'm there and present. I'm not tired and giving them the last of my energy for the day. Um, having, Having that freedom and being able to maneuver the way I want is definitely success to me. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Cause that's freedom in a different way. A lot of people say freedom and they want just the financial freedom, but yeah, that's more of an emotional freedom. Love mm-hmm. it. Love it. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking with you, Tony. And I thank you for just sharing with us and being very candid about your experiences and what you learned and your journey. But before we go, I want to make sure that you let everybody know um, exactly how they can find you, keep up with you, follow you, all that good stuff. Okay. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at stilettos underscore n underscore screwdrivers. My website is stilettos-n-screwdrivers.com. And everything else is on there. You can just follow my journey there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for sharing your journey with us. And absolutely all the best to you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And as always, you guys, you know what to do. Keep killing it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.